0: How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Catapulting Commissions family. What's up? Welcome back to this week's episode of Catapulting Commissions. I have a treat for you. We have spent some time on the Catapulting Commission show talking with sales professionals, entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, uh, branding coaches. We've done so much. And when I get the opportunity to get somebody on the show that is a sales guy, thick and through for years, it just melts my heart because we get to dive in and we talk about things. Now, my guest today comes... From the other side of the world, if you're a part of my California or my West Coast or my US listeners, Tyler Archer comes from New Zealand. He's going to spend some time with us. You got to follow him on Instagram, the Tyler Archer. His website's Tyler Archer Consulting. This guy has such a massive following. And here's why I requested, and I've been trying to get a hold of Tyler for several weeks to get on the show. He is selling and executing in the digital space when that's probably the most important time, the most important time, I, I guess, a rephrase to COVID, the most uh, unique time for selling. Tyler is an expert in this area and he's driving his business through the digital era. We're going to pick his brain today. Tyler, welcome to the Catapulted Commission show. Thanks, Anthony, my man. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, buddy. So let's talk this thing up, man. You have been in sales for 15 years, traditional B2B, hand to hand combat sales you made a transition you're building a a consulting brand and a huge massive following by the way and it's all in the digital selling and some of your posts you've talked about how do people sell on social media how do people sell in a digital space so two questions to start this thing off how did you define or when did you see that need cuz i feel like right now we're we're you know we're 5 months into covid everyone sees the need for digital selling you were ahead of the game like you you were you started this digital process before it was the cool thing to do or the popular thing to do. So when did you see that need? And then we'll just start with that one. We'll go from there.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Anthony. Uh, when did I see the need? Well, I think when COVID hit I really kind of, you know, I, I had this kind of uh, thought process around it and I was like, man, things need to need to happen. But even just before that, you know, being a B, I always thought there's still a lot of B2B businesses out there who haven't explored the, the, the online game. And as a sales professional, uh, a team leader, you know, I've been doing, as you said, sales for a long time, like yourself, I was like, man, what's next? What's next for businesses? Like, how can you, how can you get out yourself? And, and I thought personally, as a salesperson, I thought, well, you know, personal branding is massive. We have our own, own brands that we, we uh, are out there and that, you know, hand to hand sales combat, as you said, which I like that analogy, by the way, uh, um, that we're, we're out there, we're building brands for ourselves, but it never really. Uh, came to me that I was like, well, yeah, I am actually my own brand. That there's a reason why people buy from me. Like, th- that's there's a reason they they trust me. There's that relatability. So how can I pivot that
0: online? And that's what made me start a social media presence. I like that. You you know we are a brand. Sales professionals, we are a brand. And here's here's how it's it's common now. You're a professional brand. You're your personal brand. But if you think about this, you go ten years ago. 15 years ago, if a salesperson was dominant for one company, let's just use Pepsi and Coca-Cola. If I was dominant as Pepsi and I left to Coca-Cola, I would have relationships where people would come with me to Coca-Cola. It wasn't necessarily Pepsi was better or Coca-Cola was better. It was me, the sales rep. It was a personal brand. And, and I look back at, and you know, in, in, in my background, I started in payroll sales and, and selling cutlery and, and different things. And I knew that if I transitioned to another company, I was always confident I can come and pull my customers. I can come and pull my referral sources because I was that personal brand. So you see that and you build this personal brand in the digital space. Transitioning from that B2B, hand-to-hand, face-to-face, what challenges do people find when they want to transition to this online game of selling? Because it's it's massive. And there's people out there that are really talented offline, but when they come online, they struggle. They just, they can't make it hit. They can't generate revenue. They can't earn commissions. What challenges do you see some of your clients or you face making that transition?
1: Yeah, I love that. Uh, so the transition was, was an interesting one and it still does take a bit of time to understand, but how can I break it down? I think when you are on online, you've got to know that you've got a you've got to just, it's like starting new again, you know, and like, you've got your skills, you've got your skill set. But you also know that you've got to start learning things. You've got to know that. So I, I, I'm I'm calling it social selling. I know, that I, like even though social selling is a term out there, I still don't think it's recognised as much as as it could be. And I think it's massive because social selling is about having that online presence with when you're trying to interact with uh, potential clients uh, with um, your, your customers in that digital space. And you have to build a different way of having conversations with them. It is still the same, but you can't just knock on their door and go, hey, I've got this new product or service. Are you interested? It just doesn't work like that anymore. You know, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a noisy space, you know, trust. You've got to build that up a lot more. Um, I think the best thing to start off with is even though it can be a bit hard to, to understand, you've got to go in there just giving full free value as much as you can. Just give like all your expertise, all your experience out there as much as you can, because if they can see, man, this, this, this person is giving me all this free stuff right now as a, as a, just for free and it's, and it's relating to me and my business, man, they must know what they're talking about. And that was the biggest, that was the biggest mind shift for me is like, no, no, okay, no, I'm not going to hold anything back. Cause at the start, to be honest, I was, I was like, I am going to give all my sales knowledge out there now. Like this, is, this is, you know, I built this up, man. Like this is, <laughs> you know, and then I just like, nah, you've got to give it all out to get back. You know, it's that whole thing. You know, uh, you shall give and you sh- you'll receive, right? It's uh, it, that's it's a true statement.
0: I like that. I think that's something that you know we we transition and we have to make a pivotal pivotal shift because we have so much knowledge, so much information that once we give our information for free, we give our knowledge for free. It's like, okay, well, what would you hire me for? Like, what are you going to pay me for? Right? I just I told you all, I and I, I gave you my playbook. What are you going to pay me for? <laughs> so. In doing that and giving stuff for free in your business, how has that helped? Because everyone says it, hey, give stuff for free, give stuff for free. But how has that really helped in your business? And, and you know, I'll share a little bit how it's helped in mine as well. Yeah, I feel as though it's helped
1: because it it automatically builds up that trust and, it, and, and you are hitting people's struggles or pain points with what they're kind of probably experiencing in their businesses. And I found that was massive. Because what I'd normally find as well is that yes, you've given that that piece of knowledge, and they've hit you up, and you're thinking, "Oh, what am I going to talk about next?" You'll find that as one one issue, or one problem that business has got. There's probably going to be a whole lot of things that they're experiencing, they're finding difficult with. That your experience is going to just really shine when they come and
0: work with you. I like that you find that problem that you're saying there, right? And that problem, you, to to answer your court, to, to I guess to answer my own question, come back with it with what you shared. When you find that problem and you've built that trust, let's say you have a ten million dollar problem, but I'm gonna charge you eight million dollars to solve your ten million dollar problems. You still came out ahead two million dollars, right? So, it's, but you can only charge the astronomical rate, or you can only charge, you know, a long term contract or long term commitment once you've gained that trust. And I do, I do believe that you definitely gain that trust by giving some stuff for free. And, and I'll do this as a shameless plug for you. Be sure to follow the Tyler Archer. He is constantly giving free value. And I will say this on air as we're recording. I have learned my own some tricks and trades from my own social selling for, for the and Commission's brand and Anthony Garcia brand by just following Tyler Archer and his content. So kudos to you on that, my friend. So let, let's say this. Someone comes and says, hey, I really want to build my brand and I want to give stuff for free, but – I'm not, you know, I'm not really comfortable with the term, quote unquote, social sound. I just want to promote. I just want to, I just want to have content because there's a lot of people that have amazing content, but no monetization on the backside. So what system or processes do you have in place or do you, do you see most profitable with those that are working with you?
1: Yeah. So if you're trying to create a personal brand uh, and it's just content, and they want to monetize. How would I put it? You have to still have the business back ends of things going for yourself. You still have to have, um, what I call it, a sales funnel. Yeah. <laughs> you still have yeah. to have. Yes. You, has, you still have to have a funnel um, that's going to work for you. I mean, we, we've got it in our our real sales lives that we we, we work with CRMs, we work with qualifying. We'll, we, you know, there's all those processes that we we know. You can't forget that when you're online. So if you are trying to monetize on social and have your brand, you need to still have that stuff equipped as your arsenal basically behind you night. Okay. Once I've got a lead coming in, how, how do I qualify them? Do they fit with, you know, how you would in your normal business? Are they, are they an actual client I could potentially work with? Are, can I get them across the line? Is it something I can help them with? That's still stuff that you have to realize. I know as much as when you get on there, as someone reaches out to you like, yeah, I want to be able to help anyone. I want to help everyone. You know, this is me but you'll find that you really can't. It's like anything, right? You you have a business niche, what you go into in the real world, you might be in some different B2B industries or B2C, you know, your clients, you know, your target customers, it still has to be like that online.
0: Yeah, the, that process, you know, we, mm-hmm. we talk about sales process and, and I know one of, one of the trainings that I teach is, is let's develop your sales process for B2B or our outbound salespeople. And that process still exists in, social selling in this in the world of social selling where do dms fall into place and how does someone effectively have a dm strategy because we've seen good ones there's a lot of bad ones talk to me on that for a second the good old
1: dms i love i love dms so for anyone who doesn't know there's a direct message um, on social platforms like instagram and uh linkedin are probably your main ones for for where i'm at and probably Anthony as well. And DMs are interesting because you will have different people reaching out to you for, you know, inquiries or, you know, they, they potentially want the free tips or the free advice. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's an interesting thing, but, um, how would you, how would you do that? Split the difference on those? Uh, I'd understand straight away. I'd, I'd check out the, the, the person. I'd understand, ask them a few more questions. Again, I'd done a post on this recently, which was like cold, cold and hot DM. Cause I almost look at that again as a qualifying process. Uh, cold. It's basically, they've reached out to me. I don't, um, they really haven't connected before. Uh, they might not be necessarily engaging in my content. They are asking a few questions, maybe how to, how to grow their page with or how to get more sales or how to land more clients. And so I need to really have a discussion with them. From there, I would, take them out of the social media realm into a video chat because I think it is important to like a discovery call. It's almost like a qualifying process. So again, going back to sales process, what you covered, Anthony, it's needed uh, because even though they might on face value through your DMs might just be kind of wanting free advice. If you get them online for a a 20 minute discovery call, you'll be able to really filter through. You'll be able to really understand if it is actually going to be a potential uh, client coming through. Cause that's your cold DMs. With your your hot DMs, they've been following you for a while. They they you've really built up that trust because your content has already provided a lot of value to them. It speaks to them. It relates to them. Um, they've been watching you for a while through your stories. Uh, then I know there's a lot of people saying you don't you can't sell in the DMs, but I've made sales in the DMs. Like if people want to, you know, if they want to jump on a call and they're ready to go. Why? Like anything, and you probably know from your experience why overcomplicate your sales process. Like, if they're ready to go, make it happen, close them right there on the on
0: on the spot, and you're ready to go. Yeah, I, you know, to to put them in the category of hot and cold DMs, I think that's key. And to to piggyback what you said at the end, if someone's ready to go, close the sale, right? I mean, that's that's sales one one when you're in face to face sales and. Right? don't when someone says, yes, shut up, write the order, you're done, like games over. And so I can imagine that happening in the DMS, or I I can see that not happening in the DMS, because people try to complicate that process between that hot and cold lead. Now, is what portion of outbound DMS is sent? Like, because if I'm trying to build my online business, and I have people and you know, I have people who, who are my constant engagers, I have people who are my, uh, who are my, you know, they're, they're ghosts other than, other than them liking the occasional post, I never hear from them at what do you have a strategy of, of how much time I spend with people constantly engaging, cold engaging. Cause I mean, if we're just sending DMS, I mean, realistically, you can send a lot of DMS in a four hour day an eight hour day. I mean, you can, you can blast your list in social media. So where do you prioritize and what's the content of your message going out? Is it, Hey, buy my product or is it trying to connect on like a, Different, different level
1: yeah good good um good question there anthony uh i think you have to you have to split it again uh i would say if any new and i call it ideal follower or potential client because i feel as though that is massive because you you know you've probably experienced yourself uh, you get a lot of followers coming through you think when, when you check them out you might go you know, if that's just some random person, which is cool, but then you actually might get a business owner. It depends, again, on your niche. Um, like if I find someone's got a, a new business on there and it's my ideal client, um, I'll reach out to them straight away. Uh, this is how I literally just done one the other day. They uh, follow me. I checked out their, their profile. I I connect with them. I literally sent them a voice a voice DM, um, which, again, I'd say voice or video is going to be your most powerful I think text um, is, uh, you know, uh, or you know how you put that, uh, but I would just call it texting um, through the DM is not building up enough trust and you want to kind of get that and that rapport going straight away. So yeah, I sent a, a voice DM to them. I just gave them a, a little bit of advice. They came back straight away, said thank you so much. So there's already that connection. So I'd say that with any fo- new followers that you get on board, I would be prospecting, which again, is another sales Terminology, which I can't stress enough for a lot of online uh, people in the space, because a lot of them don't know how to prospect. Which we both know, prospecting is key uh, to some extent, especially even online. And I'd go through again my ideal clients through hashtags, um, and I'd reach out to them with a, a voice or a video and just connect with them that way, because that's another another lead system. And myself, if I get DMs, I'm just connecting with them. Like your DMs I find for especially Instagram, if we're talking about that, that that's where your money is. Like that, that's that's your gold right there. And I don't think that can be um, stressed enough how valuable
0: your DMs are. You know, it's 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 funny you say that, Tyler, because I I agree with you. I have definitely I have picked up clients through the DMs, through both Instagram and LinkedIn um for various different things but it's been um it's been following my content following my content hey i'm looking for help with this can you do this yes i can you know let's let's jump on a call let's jump face to face here's my fees here's what i eat. and it's pretty easy the challenge that i have though and, and i know for me my personal business i'm i'm almost positive that i could be doing more revenue if i had spent more time in the dms where I get frustrated or I get distracted is I open up my DMS and you might know this when you start building content and you start pushing things out, you also become a consumer, you become a customer, you become a target because everybody wants to sell me something, video productions, podcast productions, content creation, all these things. And it's, it's, it's funny. I was looking for that, you know, a year ago before I was putting all my stuff together, but now that I have everything in place, you know, I get, so it's hard for me to filter people trying to sell me stuff versus people actually reaching out versus me doing the outbound. So I definitely struggle with that. Yeah. It's,
1: um, it's a hard one because I feel as though, yeah, I'm by the same people trying to sell me services, <laughs> you know, they're trying to sell you something and, and trying to filter out, but you've got an, I think anyone starting out, they've got to identify or really know their, their purpose on why they're on Instagram or social media, LinkedIn, whatever it may be. Um, you've got to find, yeah, you've got to find your purpose. I think people, if they jump on there too soon and they just want to post stuff, it's easy to be a consumer of other people's content as you, as you, um, you know, nicely put there. It's, uh, yeah, you end up scrolling through, and just scrolling and looking at your own page, and, <laughs> and you think, and you're thinking, okay, why is, why is, why is stuff not happening? And um, that, that's your problem. You know, a lot of people face is that they get you, we end up being consumers of too much content. Where I again, I think comes back to find out what your goal is. Like, if you are there to, to grow a business, you have to have business goals in place, and those are just micro goals. I think you know, everyone wants to retire in a year or, you know, leave their nine to five in a year to take this big endeavor and um, but take things slowly and just understand what you're actually trying to do. Like, are you there to be a content creator? Are you there to be a salesperson, or you there to be a coach or whatever it may be? And you just have some realistic goals, some realistic purposes and just figure out why you're there in the first place. I think is, is really key.
0: I like that, dude. I think... You know, you talk about goals, and I'm gonna I'm piggyback a little bit on that and ask you some of your goals. But as you're saying that goals for content creation or social media, there's a Tony Robbins goal that I or Tony Robbins quote that I live by, and it really says people often overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, and they underestimate what they can accomplish in ten years. And when it comes to the world of social selling or social media, that is so big. I mean, I've had people say, "Hey, man, I've you know." I put my blog, I, my mom, she listens to my show. I could talk. My mom is a real estate agent and just started putting a little bit content together in, in her social media. And so, I mean, it was three weeks and she's like, this, this isn't working, Anthony. I was like, mom, it's, it's three weeks. <laughs> Call me in three years. Like, You have to have, a, it, this is not going to be built overnight. It's a crowded space social media, there's everyone available. So you're trying to make yourself stand out. So a lot of times people have these goals to to accomplish them. They feel, Hey, I, I started a page. I got cool logos, I got cool colors. I have like my first two weeks of content ready to go. And then they're, you know, they hit a plat, they hit a plateau, Like it's not happening. I'm not getting the money. I'm not getting the revenue and they get angry with themselves. So that is, uh, th- that's one of the challenges that I, that I see in social selling and I'm not immune to it. There's been multiple times where I'm like, ah, I'm not where I want to be just yet, but we don't abandon it, right? So it's a long-term goal. So speaking of those goals, let's talk about your business goals and selling. Tyler, what is, what, is, what is the long-term vision here? Because you are by far, I, I, like you're one of the hottest growing uh, social sellers out there. I mean, you, you have an IG live podcast, you have people there. What's your goals here coming out 2021, 2022, et cetera? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, and I like how you said that about the
1: goals, because I think at the start, when I first started, uh, being you know, I, I like to think of myself, and probably you've experienced this, and I think most salespeople we like to think of ourselves as high achievers. You know, like we'd like to get up there, we like to crush quotas, we like to crush KPIs. <laughs> so when I first started, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna crush the stuff in a year. I'm gonna crush that. I'm gonna pivot to the next level." And you know, um, that's and I'm 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 a real real person just like anyone. And I'm just like, man, that, that, that didn't happen. Like oh, <laughs> that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I, th- I feel as though you have to have those, those small goals and identify that it's okay to have that little setback or that little, um, you know, kind of like a, re- a sales rejection, should I say, as a, you know, you, you going going to get some rejection and, and things may not happening straight away, but as long as you can identify that and, and, uh, know where it's going or where you want to go and how to change or rework or reframe what you've got. I mean, You know, there's all those talks and posts you've seen about failure and, you know, you've got to, you've got to accept it and stuff, which, you know, I do agree. You have to accept failure and and move on from that. But as long as you can identify what's going wrong, that's probably key for me as in goals. How would I look at it? When I first started in sales, I didn't have a lot of mentoring. I didn't have a lot of training. Um, I was left to my own devices because there wasn't uh, in the company I worked for no one above me oh. had any sales knowledge. <laughs> and I know as a crazy as it sounds, um, they didn't, they didn't have that. And so I learned, I learned a lot myself. A lot of my, my skills and experiences being, especially in the early days was self taught, which I'm sure you're a man of that yourself. And, uh, i feel as though now more than ever for me as a goal, I really want to be able to give that back to other people. Like I really want to create a community of, of young business owners, young, uh, young entrepreneurs who want to learn sales and just have those real key foundations to get them to the next level. That's my goal, man. Like that's for me in the next six months to really just give back as much as I can. Like I want to, I want to create a community of people that, you know, want to be able to learn, these key skills, which you can take anywhere in life,
0: like that, yeah, abs- absolutely. There is the the goals you have to to grow and and move you and and move your business are going to keep you moving when things are rough, for lack of better words, because uh, we are all high performers. We are all top achievers we don't like doing things i mean i i've said it pretty sure i've said it on air i don't like doing things i'm not good at like there's certain if i'm not good at it i don't like doing it but if it's like i have to get out my comfort zone i want to learn and then when i learn like it's a it's a foot race to get to be like the best i can be but um so yes sales people are like that business people entrepreneurs are like that you mentioned and shared your goals how do you get yourself moving when your goals when you're starting to feel complacent, you're starting to feel defeated. You're starting to feel frustrated because you, you said a little while ago, you're human. So you're like the rest of us. Things sometimes just suck. Numbers aren't hitting money's not coming in. Uh, there's challenges there. And, and I get so frustrated. I mean, I get angered when I see social media, um, social media sales or social media entrepreneurs that just flash money and talk about how easy it is. And you know, millions and millions of dollars I'm like, first of all, let's be honest, this is a long progress. This is a struggle. There's growth, there's challenges. And as you make more money, your problems just get bigger. So how do you stay focused and motivated when things are going rough and in the wrong direction?
1: Yeah, good question, Anthony. And um, things have got rough and things have got tough at times. Probably probably like any any business owner or any you know, personally wanted to pivot online to a social space. As you said, you've seen plenty of people influences out there, flashing Lamborghinis, and <laughs> flashing money. And, but Hey, we, we know probably half that's <laughs> half of that's not real. But again, people can get lost to it. Like Jesus person made, you know, 1 million in, in a year and it's it, and people get caught up in it. And I, you know, I, I can see how you can. Um, and I think it's happened to the, to the best of us for me. I know, I know where I want to be and I know where I want to get to. And I know that times sometimes do get, you know, shit and hit, and, and setbacks, but I know my purpose and I, know what I want to do. And that's probably what pushes me more and more. And I know it's straightforward and it probably sounds pretty, uh, pretty easy to, you know, understand, but that that's for me, that is, um, that's, a, I know where I want to be. I know what I've got to do to get there and it's not going to be easy. Like, does anything we really want, you know, come, come easy, you know, it, we, we both know it doesn't. And for me, I know, I know what the end goal is. I know how I want to get there, but I know there's going to be roadblocks. I know I've got to adapt. I know I've got to learn new things. I know I've got to still invest in myself. Like there's, there's different things I know that I've got to do. And if I don't do them, well, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be in the exact same space. And I think that's what people and the, and the people I've worked with get caught up in is that like, they're not changing the way they're doing things, which you probably know all too well. If you don't change that same system or that same route of where you're going you're going to be doing exactly the same thing and you have to change you have to get out of that comfort zone as you said you've got to know you've got to you've got to feel uncomfortable you have to feel uncomfortable to get to the next level
0: hey i wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second i hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far Are you a sales professional, or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand, and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. Yeah, I think we only grow when we feel uncomfortable. I mean, that's that's totally true right there. And to hear you say that, Tyler, is so, so warm to me. It's so enlightened because, you know, a lot of my audience listens and, we, and I, every guest that comes on, I always try to cherry pick, like, where's your struggles? How are you there? And, I mean... I, I don't know what episode this is right now. I think it's like episode 40, 42. You know, I, my podcast launched in 2020. So every guest has said the same thing. We've struggled. we struggle constantly. We still struggle. There's times where I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. And to hear you acknowledge that we only grow when we have some pain. We only grow when we have struggles. Uh, there's listeners out there that need to hear that, that need to need to implement that, that need to understand that you and I, we experience the same pain and struggles as someone else that maybe doesn't have a following that doesn't have a platform that doesn't have a voice um we just you know we all experience that so so thanks for sharing that with me bud
1: yeah no my, my pleasure and um yeah and i think you know trying to be consistent on a social media platform which you know people say about consistency being persistent um you know, again, a lot of that stuff's not easy, you know, shine up every day, you know, shine up as, as the best you can. Um, but people have also got to realize that you can let your guard, your guard down. You don't have to be a, you know, you don't have to have this persona of, okay, I know everything. I'm, I'm on the expert. I can't show my, my struggles or whatever, because you, if you want people to relate to you and you want to create that trust and that credibility, you have to let some of that down, you know, like I know from myself, when I first started, I was like, no, you can't show any of that. You've got to be, you've got to be this expert in the space, which yes, you do. But if you're not showing the real you, you're not going to build that trust or that rapport uh, as much as you probably think you could. And I think that actually limits people's business and their business models more than they think you have to, you have to let your guard down and show people the real vision of you as well. And I know, um, people are doing it more, but there's still a lot of people
0: who aren't doing that yet. Yeah. That vulnerability is for lack of a better words, you're, you're opening yourself up for vulnerability. And I know for me, um, you know, my, my executive coach that, that I hired that kind of has helped build my brand and, and has been behind the scenes through this whole branding. Um, I hired her and the company she represents because they were vulnerable they were very well-known, big name people in their own right, in their own world, started a new venture in personal branding. I, I got with them maybe six, seven months after the company started. So I was I I joined and I, I hired her and I retained her as my coach. Her name's Elise Archer. You can go listen to the show earlier. And you know, I told her once I hired her, I'm like, I hired you because you were vulnerable. You were really honest. You are like, hey, we're growing. This is what I, you know, this is our motto, this is what we do. And as i ask questions i'm like holy crap you're 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 growing in your first year business you know what i'll grow with you we'll be vulnerable together and there was a level of trust and credibility that was instantly instantly established so um, i learned from that that when we are vulnerable we can uh develop that credibility or trust with potential clients customers uh people who work for us etc so yeah I, I like hearing you that so as uh, let me, let me switch something up here on you. Last thing here, Tyler, as we start to, to wrap this up here in the world of social selling, if you had to pinpoint the exact process someone would follow to social sell, what would that be? Like, what's the social selling process? Cause there's, you know, there's a B2B sales process, B2C sales process, you need prospecting, cold calling, et cetera. But what is the, what is the process in the world of social selling? Like, what steps do I follow? to get customers?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, the, the process, the process of social selling is getting online, understanding your intentions, understanding what you want to give out there without expecting anything in return, knowing that personal branding is massive, don't behind, hide behind a logo. Uh, that would be my first start. And then producing content that speaks to your, your target audience but at the same time building a community because I feel as though you need a balance. Um, that would be the start of a good process and I feel as though um, if I had known that process when I first started, uh, I will not say things would be different but now being able to help people understand that that foundation, it does help people in that right direction. Cause when I first started, I had, I just wanted to share sales tips and sales advice. And I was like, oh yeah, this will be, this will be easy and this will, <laughs> this will be, this will be straightforward. And uh, truth and told, it wasn't. So I think the process is, yeah, getting, getting out there, creating a community, uh, speaking to your ideal clients in a way without selling. Like don't don't have intention to sell directly to them. Like put out value. Uh, that is gonna to relate to them and their and their journeys um, where they may want to be. And I feel as though that is gonna be your best
0: start in social selling. I like that. Online with intentions, give your stuff for free, own your personal brand. Don't hide behind the logos. produce content for your target audience at the same time building a community. That there is the first steps that Tyler Archer gave in building that world of social selling. And I love that. I love that you're, you're messaging toward your target audience you know i i don't know about you but when i when i craft my content or craft my messages i speak to one person that's it i have i have one person in my mind who i'm speaking to and that's it but i speak to that one person in the masses and i've i've realized when i do that more people engage more people f- enjoy the content and and essentially produces more leads for my business but when i've tried producing content for the masses i'm like oh i have i have a room of 200 people and i'm going to create this co-. it was so much more difficult and so to hear you to hear you say that and acknowledge that both sides are equally important is, is definitely great. In your world of building content, social selling, you build tons of content. Can you give us a high level overview of your content strategy? I mean, how many weeks out are you? Are you building content on a daily basis? What is what is your process you run through?
1: my content creation so i do all the content myself um i don't have anyone creating that for me uh that's so it does it does take a bit of time uh, i would um i'd probably only do maybe a week out a few days out to be honest because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a guy who probably f- thinks more on the fly uh, than, than anything like you know something that's hit, hit me and like you know i might be out out, you know, with my kids and at the park, and we we're having a play, and saying, saying, "Customer mind." I'm like, I've got to note that down. I've, I've got my, you know, phone with me or whatever. I just put that in my notes, or I do a little voice, voice memo, and, um, and that's that's how I crack the content process, and then I build something from there, and I think about other things as well, like what have experienced when I first started out, or uh, what what's, yeah, what what could be what could help someone on a journey, uh. Yeah, again, my experiences, uh, what, what are outcomes or transformations that people might want to be trying to achieve? Yeah, I just try and think about different scenarios that I, I feel as though would help, as you said, Anthony, you're that one person you're speaking to. Because, yeah, if I try and speak to the masses, you'll end up just confusing your whole, your whole content. Um, I just try and really think about those certain things
0: like that and yeah I think some of those creative spaces come at the weirdest times you said you're out with your kids I know I ride my bike sometimes in the morning and when I ride on my bike I'm like just oh that's awesome that's awesome so so I've gotten pretty good at pressing the little button and speaking to my airpod like voice memo this because some things come to you uh, on the drop of the moment so that's that's cool to hear you say that and and you are creating your own content which is awesome I love it I I, I create my own uh, context to my own content, but I have a team that puts the marketing in and puts that stuff together. I did it in the beginning. So I know how time consuming it is. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the authenticity of what you just share there. Now, Tyler, how does somebody track you down? How does someone get connected with you? You have so much value. We're going to include all of Tyler's links in the show notes. If you're listening to show notes on iTunes, Spotify, or any uh, audio platform message, you'll see the show notes. If you're watching the YouTube video, this will be all in the notes below. But how does someone get connected with you? How does someone learn more about you? Where do we direct people?
1: Yeah, I'd say probably the biggest um, platform for me is Instagram at the Tyler Archer would be the first one. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Those would be my main ones. I've got Tyler actually consulting uh, for any, any person who wants to just learn about sales and, and the foundations of, it, and especially for social selling, which is becoming more and more where we as individuals, you know, probably need to pivot and, and, and set ourselves up for, you know, exploring, exploring new adventures.
0: Absolutely. And, and Tyler, you and I spoke before we recorded, right? The world of social, se- of social selling is going to be the new norm. And for those that are listening that are, hey, I've been a great sales professional for 20 years and I can make phone calls and I can pound payments and I can get in the car, th- that's great. And that skill is going to be valuable. But the world of social selling is probably going to trump that. And it's probably happening much faster than most people realize. So that's that's awesome to hear that you offer that. So catapult and Commissions family, if you're looking to advance the world of social, of social selling, I'm going to get better saying that, follow Tyler, the Tyler Archer. He's on Instagram. I'll have him on LinkedIn, Tyler consulting.com Tyler, my buddy, all the way from New Zealand, man. I appreciate you having here. We didn't even get to start with this, but I do want to say, I wish you and your family stay safe during this whole COVID pandemic. And I know it hasn't been easy, but I promise you, man, I think we're, we've learned so much. I've learned so much from you and I appreciate you being on the show today. I appreciate you, Anthony. Thank you very much. All right, Catapulting Commissions family, there you have it. Tyler Archer, Tyler Archer Consulting. Be sure to follow him, connect him, and do me a favor, guys. Subscribe, leave comments below, and I'll see you on the next one. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at AnthonyPGarcia99 and includes the hashtag Catapulting Commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.